to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight Australia, Season 10, Episode 14. Now, Chris, honestly, in this episode, there is only one place that we can start today, and it's the wedding of Hugo and Taylor. So what did you think of that? <laughs> well, <laughs> we've just got rid of Melissa and Josh. And if the accusations are correct, Josh yes. was in a controlling relationship. All right, those accusations. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that, there was all sorts of accusations. But he was in a relationship with someone who's very controlling, very you know demanding, as she called herself, alpha. Uh, and I have actually seen Devin. I've not watched it yet, but I believe she's on a bit of a... a Goody Two Shoes campaign in Australia. I've got to watch these interviews. So, so I need to. I need to. The tea is going to carry on with that lady. Is it, How, is it the edit? Was the, the edit? edit the Olivia edit. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so <laughs> they showed Taylor. She starts off dead nice. Yeah, I'm 27. I'm a nurse. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. And then it takes a sinister fucking turn because Taylor admits that she doesn't like backing down. It's got to be her way or the highway. And she's actually ruined relationships in the past, Dave, by this. And I'm like, right. Then we get to meet Hugo, who looks again, almost like Josh. You know, he says something about being a fucking soldier or some some kid's thing or the galactic space thing, whatever he says. And I'm like, (laughs) right. So we've basically replaced the same people. Left, we've got rid of two people with the same characters. So um, <laughs> how this is going to play out, I do not know. But fucking hell, day. I was thinking they love a challenge. The experts, don't they? they? They love to fuck things up. They love to fuck that shit up, don't they? Um, oh my word! I mean, it, I guess putting couples in later on, you've got to make sure they bring the fucking drama, don't you? And I, I think these will. I, I, I'm generally puzzled though by taylor i mean come on when we see the first lot of the first batch you know of of couples get put together you can pick out straight away the couples that we think have got a good chance of working and then there's the couples that are just there to provide the entertainment and drama and these couples are just the latter aren't they there's no way these are working out at all but the thing that I guess perplexes me about Taylor is the fact that she's a fucking nurse. Like I, I generally, one of my core beliefs is that people gravitate to doing the job that they want to do. Right? They find their way to that. There's something about it because we can all make money doing lots and lots of different things, but there is something that draws you towards doing what you eventually settle on doing at, at any particular time. I mean, I know people like move different to different types of jobs and stuff all the time, but there's something at the core that, that you know, whether it's sense of achievement, whether it's, uh, you know, well, actually salespeople generally, they're, they're quite money motivated. But actually when you look in deep into yourself, it, it, there's something about it, you know, it might be having lots of free time, Chris. It, it might be you know, Hello. having the freedom. You know, but, but you know what I mean? It, yeah. I'm not saying that everyone, ends up with their perfect job because that's bullshit but 
people gravitate to doing what they want to do. Yeah. Taylor seems so far away from being a nurse where ultimately, you know, they, they call it the caring profession, I'm told. There's not a fucking caring bone in her body, I don't think. So I, I just think she's doing the wrong job. I mean, it, yes, I, I, I could Google it. Is she actually a, a real nurse or is it one of these where, you know, she's been doing something else and then she spent the last two weeks training as a nurse or something. So she hasn't actually found out that, you know, you have to wipe people's asses and, you know, do lots of stuff that, that is not glamorous at all. I mean, Jesus Christ, when they were interviewing her and she had a kind of scrubs on, it looked like it took her three hours to get made up, you know, all the makeup and everything that she had on. So it's like, well, that's not going to work every day at work, is it? Fucking infection hazard. So I don't know. I, I'm just perplexed by these, but Christ almighty, I cannot think of anyone who was quite as underwhelmed <laughs> as she was at the altar. And, you know, she has no poker face whatsoever, does she? No, she 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 even said it. She went, he's not my type. Um, nope. And, and, and I I got the same vibes as what happened with Melinda and Layton. Uh, Lawton is it? What he's called Layton? And it was like same scenario. Mm. It's difficult because we all have a type, and 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 genuinely, I think Hugo's personality is what's hopefully going to attract her to him because not in a, not putting him down, but straight away. You can see her. She's very superficial. She's sort of like, hang on a minute. This guy doesn't look like Duncan, say, or, you know, or apparently, as Bronte says, fucking Harrison's the greatest looking guy in the whole wide world. But, you know, <laughs> very superficial. So, so at the moment, anyway, there doesn't seem to be much depth there, does there? And if she's wanted her own way, then she'll get her own way. So I think this year goes in for a rough ride, Dave. I mean, hopefully, it'll end up like Melinda. And there's Melinda coming very brash and that. And we haven't seen a lot. That side of Melinda on the edit at all. She's actually, mm. they seem to have been quite a good connection and she settled in well into the actual ex- experiment, as he keeps saying. So I don't know, it could be that way it goes, but I think she's going to bring the fire, Dave. And even what got me was when she was riding to the fucking marriage, you know, to the wedding, she's like absolutely like, oh my God, oh my head in hand. Then she just got up like she was possessed and went, Oh, I'm really looking forward to this one. I need a wee. And basically, well, I need to go to the toilet. And basically, um, I'm going to meet my future husband. And I'm like, how have you switched so quickly? What is going on here? Like, it was so bizarre. So, yeah, th- these two are going to be great TV. I've got to say that. You know, she didn't use the words, Chris, but what I, I felt that the mind wondered to a couple of seasons ago in the UK where you had Morag and Nikita. Yeah, you know who were both like. Well, that's not what I ordered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like well, I, I ordered a uh, you know a side of beef and you know someone who's rugged, uh, green eyes. Nikita had a right old list on her, didn't she? But you know, it, it's it's weird. I mean, this is blind date to the extreme. Yeah, but. You know, surely if you roll the dice, you have to entertain the idea that someone you don't conventionally find good looking is going to be on the other side of the altar from you. So, you know, it's just let's see. I, I hold out 
zero out of ten hope for these two, Chris. <laughs> it is just, uh, yeah. But I'm looking forward to the drama. But the thing is, I, I am looking forward to the drama, but with what happened with Melissa and Josh, the way that that ended, it wasn't entertainment anymore, was it? No. You know, we were no. all watching it and feeling quite relieved. You know, we're all wanting to give Josh a hug and, like, just let him home, let, let him go see his kids and fucking get out of this toxic environment. And it seems like they're, they're just going to set up Hugo for the same fucking torture. Yeah, and you know what, Dave? I'll be honest, I agree with that. I, I genuinely do, because I was thinking the same, thinking, oh, please don't go down this street. I mean, she's not gone on about fucking Falls Hammer fucking and all that sort of shit. So we're <laughs> halfway there with her. I just think she's going to be very needy. So, yes, I think we're all going to have battle scars from that because, you know, one minute you're laughing and joking. And we even said, like, there was a point there where I remember myself even saying it. I was wrong, saying, like, it's getting on my nerves a bit now, Josh. I, I don't know if you said it, but I remember actually being quite negative towards him after a few episodes. And then, like, when we get to that group, as we know, yes, I was like, oh, my God, how wrong were you again, Chris? You know, obviously, I was led by you, Dave. That was your fault. But uh, it's the reality. <laughs> Shannon, he's a great guy, isn't he? It's Josh, he's a right wanker. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. It's them eyes, Dave. He hypnotized me. Absolutely hypnotized me. Uh, but, but genuinely... I think the only thing I'd say about Taylor, which was like, you've got the same name as my goat. And then she forgot his name. And I'm like, is this, is this real? Is this like, you know, like Olivia thing where she drops it in there. She forgot Kai's name. You know, like one of them where it's like, you're trying to be too smart and get a laugh. I couldn't work that out, whether it was a nervous energy or not. And then when he said, it's the goat, oh, Hugo. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand. So, I think these are going to be great viewing. However, you're right. If it goes down the other route, it could be a disaster. Yeah, but one thing's for sure, Chris, we'll be there for that. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, the other, <laughs> without a doubt, Dave, the other couple uh, is Evelyn and Rupert. Now, everything seems sweet. She's a model, uh, Evelyn, and Rupert's there chatting away. You know, great body, showing with the old shirt off, Dave. And, and you know, John's like, he's got real depth to him. Okay, John, when they get married, one, obviously he's a nervous wreck when he gets there. He meets a mum and dad. Dad goes, is he the best man? And then his fucking jokes were like, ah, oh, my mum said no to sex before marriage. And I'm like, oh, no. And then it was like, and then about eating ice cream, that's strike one. And you see Evelyn going, is the repulse line? Is this serious? And you know what he reminded me of, Dave? My fucking wedding, I never forget. It was a bit where the best man had delivered a speech, right? An absolute, uh, really good speech. He was like pictures of me when I was a kid. Like he, he printed these massive pictures when I was like 16, when I started at the gym, you know, fucking proper trying to do an Arnie, double bicep pose and everything. And I was just like a right knob. But they all come out, all these things. And it was a belling speech. Everyone was laughing and that. And then I got up straight after and I thought, I've got a line here. This is going to bring the house down. And I went, and I was only like 20. I was 20. I went, I'll tell you what. Thanks very much. Like my cousin's called Harley. Okay? Um, when the best man comes, we'll tell him to. He don't need to do his speech. There's so much shit like that, and the whole room just went shh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, 
Oh my god, this is the worst thing ever. And I think again, Sam got up. I absolutely fluffed my lines. Even now, you know, I'm like getting up and talking and being a dick. But at that point in my career, Dave, I absolutely just like strung and just sat down. And I remember Sam getting up and having to do a bit of a speech. Oh god. <laughs> So when, when he was saying all that, I was like, oh, I'm getting deja vu here. Oh, this is not good. Yeah. It feels so fucking... Just you know, too real. Yeah, it, was <laughs> 20, <laughs> it was 25 years ago this year, but I'm like, oh, no, this feels just like yesterday. I'm, I'm shuddering now. So, yeah, the, I don't know who wrote his material, Dave, but it was fucking rubbish. <laughs> you know, Chris, I, I, you've never told me that, but I, I appreciate it. I'm going to have to quiz you a little bit more about that at some other point. But... um. I, I, it reminded me of two different things. So I've made this reference uh, on Love Island earlier, but you know David Brent when he's when they it's first episode of the second season, and yeah. they they invite the Slough lot. Uh, sorry, the the Swindon lot in, and uh, he do, he's doing the whole speech, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we're getting warmed up and stuff," and he's just chucking out these shit jokes and no one is laughing at all and he's like doing a uh, oh what's his name uh, something eric hitchmo or something eric like hitchmo that. yeah he's yeah. <laughs> like Dude, i don't work. believe in that in the workplace <laughs> and then he starts doing all these different things he's like oh come on and then he's doing the fucking um basil faulty like you know he's got the bloody adolf hitler mustache thing you know he's using it his finger under his nose and then he's doing the the old walk and stuff and it just no one is laughing at all and it is so uncomfortable to watch so part of me part of it reminded me of that but also my fucking ill-fated wedding i actually had a lot of sympathy for rupert there because I, I've never had a bodily reaction like this at all. But for the for the probably hour before, I well, up until that point, right, chilled as a newt. Absolutely couldn't ruffle me whatsoever. Got to within an hour. I'm sure it is my future self. Fucking fucking with me in some way. He'd come back and, and uh, was just saying, don't do it. But uh, instead, my body just went into this weird fucking nervous uh, reaction. And, you know, you get interviewed and stuff before, don't you? It's basically prove you, you are who you say you are and you know who you're marrying. It's not fake marriage or anything like that. Fucking Chris, I could not remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> so every question I got asked, I got wrong. And he's like, fucking, what is going on? And I was so sweaty. I was genuinely like that guy from Airplane where he's he's coming in for the landing and he's just dripping with sweat. That, that was me. I was so damn sweaty and so nervous. Um, I, I felt real sympathy for him. <laughs> and again, it gave me PTSD, to be honest. In more ways than one. Yeah, more ways than one. You're right. <laughs> it's just bizarre, on it? And obviously, we said we were going to get, and it was quite apt, wasn't it, Dave? We get two couples leaving, and then when they replace them pretty much straight away, it's almost like it was staged, Dave, you know? So <laughs> uh, we do get the contestants go to the wedding. Again, that, it's sort for me, it sort of doesn't validate the new couples coming in because you've got all these, you know, the current contestants coming in. 
And I just can never understand that. I just never get it because obviously the families are there, aren't they, for these people, I suppose. We don't see a lot of the family interaction then because the OG contestants are there. So I don't know. I know that's part of maths and it's gone on ever, ever since we've been covering it in the last two or three seasons. But I don't know. It just never sits well with me. But then obviously they all get a free buffet at the fucking <laughs> receptions. And this is where this whole episode is led about... Claire, from nowhere, Dave, I've got to say, I mean, we call this, both of us, didn't we, saying this is not the end of this mm. night out with Adam. But we called this and said, this, this, definitely something's gone on. 100% yeah. right. From no, you know, they are getting on so well, Dave. It's almost like it's staged, I would say, Dave, because it, it felt a bit staged, this. It was like, why are you revealing this now? And she pulls Sandy and the cameras are there. She's like, yeah, we did kiss. And all I kept thinking about was, and it did flashbacks, is fucking Jesse, bottle of champagne for Adam and fucking Janelle. Yeah, yeah. Hogging Adam, Adam hugging him. Adam is a fucking scumbag. She's a scumbag. It's like she went through all that stuff. I'm not showing you your phone. Me and you both call it out. Then they were sat there and she's calling him out for being like, you know, jealous and made him apologize. And he, he you know, he absolutely self-evaluated, didn't he? he changed completely. This is going to fuck him over. I mean, when she was telling him, when it got to the reception, he, his eyes are flickering. They were outside. They, they were like, they, they'd gone outside, but you could clearly see there was microphones next to them because the fucking sound of that camera must have been phenomenal to pick them up <laughs> from how far away it was. And they tried to make it like it was this sort of off-the-cuff, you know, conversation. But Adam, uh, Adam Jesse looks like he'd gone through it a couple of times because of one of them, he looked like he's smirking as it was going. I'm like... Not that I'm not buying it and not that this didn't happen, but it felt like a towie a, a bit where it, it, you know, they've had to rehash this because it's been revealed off camera. So they've gone, shit, we need to show this on camera. I don't know. It just, it just didn't feel right, if that makes sense. However, I was gripped. And if anything's to go by, the next episode is going to be unbelievable. So, I mean, what did you think of that whole thing, Dave? I mean, I, I think I'm trying to remember what we actually said. Um, because Adam seemed to have an alibi. Now, again, I, I wasn't it Cam who vouched for him? Cam, oh, yeah, and he had got with us. So, yeah, yeah. You know, the, this conspiracy can go deeper, but I think we both said, you know, there's there's something gone on here. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, Jesse, he didn't just say. He didn't just walk away from it saying, look, I, I fucking know there's something going on there, but I, I'll just, you know, I'm going to get past it. No, he went full on apology. Like you say, buying a bottle of champers for him, um, unreserved apology. And it's like, oh, fucking hell. Now, again, like you say, some of this stuff could be staged, but... You know, I am prepared with this to just take it on face value for the moment. And the fact is, when Jesse was being like a massive dick, it was probably easier for Claire to just, you know, ignore what her role in all of that was. Because that was the thing that made me suspicious. When when Claire and Jesse were arguing, she was deflecting. She was going... Any question about what happened, she was just ignoring her role in it and just going straight to Jesse's behavior after the event. Yeah. The thing I kept thinking, Chris, is fucking hell. If we do take all of this on face value, how does Jesse ever fucking trust again? 
Yeah. Because he's literally seemingly had this breakthrough. He's like, oh, I've got real trust issues. Man, I shouldn't be such such a dick. I should trust more. Oh, no, you did fucking cheat on me. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's like, it's quite, well, sort of gripping TV. I don't want to say it's brilliant TV because I'm kind of a bit, a little bit sad about it as well. You know, it, it just, it's not nice, you know, the the whole thing really. So, yeah, I, I just feel sorry for him, to be honest. Yeah, I do. I, I... What don't sit well, Dave? We could have another Josh situation on again, and and he he has broke himself down to admit all his faults. He even says, "I've got a jealousy issue," which you know everyone gets jealous. I've said it before, but he's openly admitted that on national TV, and he's he's been made to look silly. We were all saying like, "What a turnaround! How can he just change so quickly?" But he's he's took that on the chin. Let's let's take it at face value. He took it on the chin. He's going to go back there and Sunday. He's going to go complete. He was completely right. His gut instinct was there was something up. And even Janelle was taking the piss out of him, Dave. And and she's not seen that bother Janelle either, has she? Like even the whole thing, she, she sort of questioned it the day after. Like, oh, there's a bit of a question mark. But it's never been expanded on in the show. So I think it's horrible what they've done for him. And, and mm. John and uh, uh, John Mel and Alessandra have got to lay into these two because – by the looks of it, off the VT, Adam is just taking no responsibility. And what a fucking surprise with that no mark, Dave. Absolute yeah. blagger he is. You could tell from the start he's somewhat wrong with him. He's shifty and dodgy. And this is all going to come home to roost now. Because she says as well, they're obviously talking by text, that he's been telling her not to say anything. And that's what got her with Sandy. She's like, he keeps telling me not to say anything. And it's like, wow. Wow, mm. you know, so he's another one to the Shannon, Harrison, and Adam. Three dodgy fuckers <laughs> on this one. I, th- I thought the Love Island blokes were bad, but this this lot are worse, aren't they? Yeah. they you know, at least the, the Love Island guys are generally a bit clumsy and a bit shit. Um, but the, that this is a different level of manipulation, isn't it? And yeah, yeah just. Like I say, taking it all on face value, it's just fucking shit. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't know how Jesse and Claire actually move on from that because, again, focusing on him, like I'd said, Jesse and Claire are not going to work. But you know, going through this process, maybe he could learn some lessons and and you know have the camera pointed back at him so that you know he. he he understands some of this behavior is unacceptable. And I think all of that is still valid just because, you know, Claire and Adam had done their thing. It doesn't validate, doesn't excuse what, how Jesse reacted after. Yeah. So it's just one of those, it's like Game of Thrones in it. It's just, everyone's a bastard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is fallout, Dave, because the VT showed him going straight to their apartment and Adam trying to fob him off. And then it looks like they're getting a proper in-your-face kickoff. I'm not saying yeah. it gets physical, but it looks like it gets pretty close. So let's see what happens. But it, what was even better was the VT guy come, the VHS guy from the 1980s come on and went, <laughs> Jesse and Claire. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Well, on, on the vision, I was like, hey? And he's like, yeah, they were together. And they got, you know, and all this shit. And I'm like, and he got over his insecurities. And I'm like, tomorrow now? I'm like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. So, 
we set up now for tomorrow, and I am in again. This show just delivers, and and yeah. you, you can sort of see. I, I still say it was. It was. It, I think they've rehashed this for the camera, but either way, I'm in. These dodgy fuckers are going to get held to task now, and I'm all for it. <laughs> Absolutely, I uh, yeah, it, it just delivers again. You know, my mind was just wondering then to how you could get in a world in there, <laughs> in a world also known as Sky Apartments. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. So, Dave, as always, amazing stuff, mate. And we have back with this. It's just ridiculous. This show. Uh, but just before we go, I want to thank everyone as always. If you want to email us, cdvaltycast.gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdvaltycast, please go over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast, and come and join the fun. We're almost at 500 members over there, so thank you very much, guys. And as always, patreon.com forward slash cdvaltycast. So today's Roll Call of Honor is Kent Gustafson, Lucky Luna Green, Lauren Tracy, Hennessy Susan, Priscilla Dee, Casey Libby, Joanna Noreen, Chloe, Brianna, Helen Keith, Michelle, Gillian, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Kate, Megan, Cassie, Fiona, Emma, Spade Music, and Nicola. So thank you so much, guys, for your support. Dave, let's go off and try and recover from that episode, and it is time for some Love Island. Nice one, mate. All right, thank you very much, sir. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Thanks to all our supporters, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye.